A reading from the book of James, the fourth chapter. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money. Yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. A reading from the book of James, chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing with them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. I am often moved by the public promises we make to one another at baptisms, at weddings, at child dedications, and today was no exception. Today we got to bear witness to Mary's promises, to her commitments for the future as a licensed minister. And some of what is so moving to me about these promises that we make comes from the first scripture we heard read earlier. You do not even know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. Today, we witnessed promises being made for the future, even as our scripture reminded us that we do not even know what tomorrow will bring. In fact, I believe that the truth proclaimed in this scripture is precisely the reason we make promises in community. We live our lives on the edge of the abyss. The human experience, all of us sitting on the edge of the unknown, staring out into a future we cannot know, that is an uncomfortable reality for us. None of us knows 
what the future holds. We are constantly on the edge of the unknown, and that's the reason we make promises in order to face that future. Promises give us something that is known, something we can hold on to and rely on. We make promises not because we know how everything is going to turn out, but precisely because we do not know what will happen. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know what kind of people we want to be what kind of community we want to create. We know that we want to be doers of God's word. James has spent the whole of this letter trying to help us recognize that who we are and what we do really matters. Back in chapter 2, we heard these words. Faith by itself has no, that if it has no works, is dead. Some will say to you, you have faith and I have works. But show me your faith apart from your works, and I, by my works, will show you my faith. Who we are, who we want to believe, who we want to be, what we believe, our faith, these things are all known by the manner of our living. But as we wrap this series up, I think it's important for us to recognize that James is not simply talking to us as individuals. James addressed the letter to 12 churches. He's talking about the community that we are to build together. You as an individual will be known by what you do, but so will the community. The community must also live and act in ways that show its faith. In James' vision of a faith community, it is a place where the fullness of our real lives is embraced, is welcomed, is shared. Are any among you suffering, the scripture says? Be together and pray. Are any of you cheerful? Be together and sing. Any among you sick? Come together, anoint one another, and pray. It's the full range of life named. Joy, sadness, sickness, all of it belongs in the community of faith. All of it belongs here. And James reminds us to respond differently and appropriately to whatever it is that we bring. The community of faith is a place to share in and respond to whatever is happening in your life. All of it is welcome here. On any given week, our community is full of people who are sharing the wide and diverse realities of life. Are any among you celebrating? How about grieving? Are any among you doubting or feeling called to serve? Are any among you longing for healing or for belonging or for hope? Are any of you frustrated or despairing? 
Anyone among you committed or teetering on the edge of the unknown? Yeah, you are. And we are glad you're here because this is what our community is about, walking together through all of it. It's part of why we participate in anointing. There is nothing magic in the oil. I hate to disappoint you. But there is something powerful about the gathered body surrounding you in prayer and in love and in mutual commitment. The scripture tells us to anoint those who are sick, whether that sickness is in mind, body, or, script, or, or spirit. But scripture also shows us times when anointing was used as a way of empowering leaders, offering commitment, especially commitment to the ministry. Anointing is part of how we walk together, part of how we live fully together. There is no question that Mary has lived fully in this community. For more than 20 years, some of you for longer than that, but for more than 20 years here, you, we, have shared the fullness of life together with her. Grief, sickness, joy, celebration, doubt, and calling. I have heard the stories of the ways you have walked with her, holding the Christ light out to her. As she raised her children, as she discerned God's call on her life, and now, as she steps out in faith as a licensed minister, you have walked with her. And she has walked with you, visiting you when you are hurting, teaching and loving your children, proclaiming the good news, both with her life and from this very pulpit. This is what our community is about. We do not know the future, but we are committed to each other in the fullness of life, committed to walk with God and God's word in all seasons and in all times. We live our lives together, and by the manner of that living, we are known. Amen.